It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Sports with the Statman is on the air. Welcome to Sports with the Statman on blogtalkradio.com. I'm your host, George Sothopoulos, the Statman, on a Saturday morning, the 29th of July, 2017. It is 10 a.m. in the East. We are live on Blog Talk Radio, coming to you from our authentic invitation home studios in northern New Jersey. We're going to be with you for the next 45 minutes, so sit back and enjoy as I take you through the world of sports. Good Saturday morning after everybody. Last Saturday of the month before we start August and our push towards the NFL regular season in September, we start with our preview today. Uh, we start our preview with a look at quarterbacks. So hope you enjoy that. We'll have that a little later on in the show. Meanwhile, it is week 17 going into week 18 in fantasy baseball. The trading deadline, only two days away and a lot of uh, players will be changing teams. Usually relief pitchers are the ones who are the biggest fantasy casualties because closers on good teams, the best reliever, on a, I'm sorry, closer on a bad team, best reliever on a bad team, is going to be um, usually gets traded to an extra bullpen arm on a good team. Rarely do you have a guy who's closing on a bad team, traded to a contender, and thrown into a closer role. You usually don't see that. Uh, you saw that with Jonathan Papelbon going, going to Washington uh, a few years ago from Philadelphia. And Drew Storen was the incumbent. He was the uh, resident closer. And that caused all kinds of problems within the clubhouse. Because if you've gotten to where you've gotten and you're a contender, your closer has helped get you there. And to uh, acquire another player that will take over the closer's role um, you know, an outsider, by then a team is bonded and it's usually not a good idea. So if you have a good closer on a bad team that might be moved, um, that could be an issue. Uh, could be a, a possible exception in the case of A.J. Ramos, who is a Miami closer. They're not going anywhere this year. And he's traded to the Mets. Now, the Mets aren't going anywhere this year either. However, they do have Addison Reed, who has gotten some nibbles from some other teams. So will Ramos come in and be the automatic closer? Probably not. But will Reed be a Met on August 1st? Probably not. And that would give Ramos a closing spot. So we're right in the middle of it where some deals have been made, some deals have not been made yet. The deadline is on Monday. And stay tuned because um, that is uh, always going to be interesting to see if any big names really go through. We will kind of recap the trade deadline deal so far with a fantasy spin. We'll have that for you on the show, as well as our regular installments going week 17 to week 18, our weekly best, our uh, injury news, hot pickups, two-start pitchers, and, uh, and hitting notes as well. So we have a lot, uh, a lot to get to, as we do each and every week, and we're glad you can join us on an overcast late July day. It hasn't been too hot. That's been the good thing. Uh, but yet again, it also has not been uh, all, that, uh, uh, all that sunny over the past few days. So... Uh, let's get uh, let's jump right into it with our weekly best week 17, the games of July 22nd through 
through the 28th. And JT Realmuto, the catcher for the Miami Marlins, uh, he is the top hitter in all of baseball for the last seven days, 42 fantasy points. He finished a triple short of a cycle yesterday uh, with a double, a homer, and, of course, a single. Uh, for the year now, his batting average is up to 313. He's become quite the quality hitter uh, with 12 home runs and 43 RBIs. And uh, he hits uh, usually in the leadoff spot, or he has hit in the leadoff spot. Now with D. Gordon, uh, in the last year, Real Muto spent a lot of time at the, at the leadoff spot. This year, not as much, but uh, still, he is uh, he has been uh, solid. He had a two-home run game last Saturday. Uh, so in the past week, he's had four home runs and eight RBIs, uh, also batting 500, 11 for 22, a slugging percentage of 1182 because you had the four home runs with the three doubles out of his 11 hits. Seven of them went for extra bases. Jose Altuve, the uh, uh, Houston star second baseman who just keeps on hitting, and the rest of the team now is caught up to Altuve in terms of being the best in the league. But Altuve, a 615 batting average. That's 16 for 26. His on base is 630. His slugging percentage, even though he only had one home run for the past week, was over 1,000 because he just hit everything he saw. He had six doubles, a triple, and a home run, and eight singles, eight runs scored, uh, six RBIs, 41 fantasy points for Altuve. Altuve leads the world in batting average. He is, uh, his batting average now is up to 369. He has 144 hits in 99 games with 15 homers and 21 stolen bases. He also has 59 home runs. He has a 19-game uh, um, hitting streak, and he had a double and a triple. Uh, he, and, and he had three hits yesterday, so he just missed a cycle as well. Uh, by a home run, this one. Uh, Brett Gardner, the top local, 36 fantasy points for the week. The Yankee batted 391 for the week, nine for 23. A homer, three runs batted in, a stolen base, uh, five walks as well. His on base was at 517. His slugging was at 870, a solid week for Gardner. Christian Yelich of the Miami Marlins, uh, joining Real Muto on the leaderboard, 35 fantasy points, batted 357, 10 for 28, two homers, and five runs batted in. Didi Gregorius, Joining his teammate Gardner on the top five, Gregorius, 34 fantasy points. He was 9 for 24, 375 average, 385 on base, 875 slugging for an OPS of 1260. So a, uh, another good week for Gregorius. Uh, his average now up to, uh, uh, let's see what his numbers are, 307 now for the season, 16 homers and 49 RBIs. Great numbers as uh, he has had four multi-hit games in his past seven. Uh, so those are the top five, Real Muto, Altuve, Gardner, Yelich, Gregorius. Top local would be Gardner, with Gregorius only two fantasy points behind. Now let's look at the pitchers and see where they stack. John Lester, the former Red Sox, with a, uh, with a great week, as well as Danny Salazar, who just came off the uh, DL. We're going to give the edge to Salazar because he uh, had the lower ERA, the lower whip. He had a one-no decision, hardly his fault, uh, but two quality starts. He was 1-0 with a 1.39 ERA, .46 whip. He only allowed four hits in 13 innings uh, over two starts. He had 54 fantasy points, uh, 16 strikeouts in those 13 innings. And Salazar has had a tough season, probably hampered by whatever his shoulder injury that uh, put him on the shelf. Uh, but for the year, he's down to a 4.63 ERA um, as uh, – he was, uh, he, he was excellent. 
Uh, he allowed one hit in seven innings in his debut in Toronto, or his, his debut from, from the DL. Uh, he got a no decision in that one. And then let up two runs on three hits in six innings and a win uh, in uh, Chicago against the White Sox. John Lester tying Salazar for the best mark, 54 fantasy points. Lester won both of his quality starts, 15 innings, seven hits allowed, one walk, and 14 strikeouts. 2-4-0 ERA at .53 whip as the Cubs are clawing their way back into it, obviously. But uh, Lester has improved now to a 3.88 ERA. His ERA has gone down in each of his last three starts since the debacle in Pittsburgh, uh, where he allowed four earned runs in two-thirds of an inning, and they scored 10 runs in the first inning, the, uh, the Pirates did, and clobbered the Cubs since then. Three straight quality starts, three straight wins, and 20 strikeouts over those three starts, including a 10-strikeout no-walk performance against St. Louis on the 22nd. Uh, Brad Hand, the top reliever, and he comes in at number three on the uh, pitcher list. He had four saves and in four innings, no runs on one hit, no walks and five strikeouts. If you have Brendan Maurer and you think that he's your closer for the Padres, he's not. Brad Hand has, um, you know, they've alternated, but Brad Hand has uh, had the upper hand lately. Four straight saves in his last four appearances. Six saves now in the season, 49 appearances. He has a 2.00 ERA, 70 strikeouts in 54 innings, and a .96 whip. Uh, he, has, uh, uh, he has been uh, extremely good lately for the Padres. At number four, Parker Bridwell. Here's a name you should remember. Parker Bridwell, the uh, L.A. Angels. Two quality starts, two wins, a 1.88 ERA, a .70 whip. The downside to Bridwell is he doesn't strike out a ton of guys. Uh, he had seven strikeouts in those 14 of the third innings, 34 strikeouts in 54 innings for the season. But he's an efficient pitcher. He's 5-1 and one in eight starts, and he has uh, won three of his last four starts, and he's had – um, quality starts each of his last four times out. And if you uh, are a Phillies fan, you will see him face your team on August 3rd, uh, scheduled to go up against Jared Eikhoff uh, with the Angels and Phillies squaring off. But Parker Bridwell, a top five, uh, top five guy. Coming in at number five, Brent Suter of the Milwaukee Brewers. A win and a no decision, 13 innings, one earned run allowed, a .69 ERA, 10 strikeouts against one walk, only allowed nine hits as well. Suter and Bridwell tying for 47 fantasy points, uh, and that closes out your top five. The top local would be Masahiro Tanaka of the Yankees. He comes in sixth among all pitchers, 45 fantasy points, one win and a no decision, a quality start, one not so quality, 20 strikeouts in 14 innings. And uh, so that, that's a good number, but allowed a lot of earned runs, 3.21 ERA, which to be on this list, that is a bit high. The top one-star pitcher for the week would be Chris Sale of the Red Sox. No runs on three hits in seven innings, one walk, and 11 strikeouts. He won his quality start. He had 35 fantasy points, and he was the best one-star pitcher. And best reliever, as we mentioned, was. So that is a look back at last week. Now as we look forward, it's 10 minutes after the hour. We're going to take a look at uh, uh, players on the DL, and we're going to do that by position so we can give you some, uh, some detailed information, uh, hopefully, as, uh, uh, as we are looking at uh, catchers and Austin Hedges, really, uh, and Stephen Vogue as well on the DL. Hedges, concussion. He's on the seven-day DL. He may return tomorrow. He's catching in an Arizona Rookie League game today, and if things go well, he will uh, come back for uh, Sunday at home in uh, in San Diego against the Pirates. He's batting 218 on the season, but 
what you get out of his position are a lot of home runs, 13 homers and only 243 at-bats, slugging 416, so an ISO of 198 for Austin Hedges. Uh, also, Stephen Vogue, we know about his story, going from Oakland now to Milwaukee, and now he's on the DL with a knee injury, an MCL strain. Uh, so uh, apparently Manny Pena will be the primary catcher. Jet Bandy called up from the minors to be his backup for now. On to first base, and uh, Ian Desmond, which you know is playing some left field as well as some first base, um, put on the DL with a cash injury. He, uh, uh, he was uh, hurt over the past week um, and uh, strained right calf is the, uh, uh, is the diagnosis for Desmond. Batting 285, started the year hurt, but has come back. Only five home runs. You expected more than that in Colorado, uh, but um, uh, 10 steals for him. Also on the DL, TJ Rivera of the Mets, an elbow injury, platelet-rich plasma injection, uh, he may need Tommy John surgery because he has a UCL tear. Uh, and he has been playing third and second and first for the Mets. And with the Mets trading Lucas Duda to Tampa for a uh, minor league right-handed pitcher, uh, Rivera was scheduled to get more playing time. But this may put uh, Wilmer Flores back in the spotlight uh, in terms of needing to play him each and every day. Adrian Gonzalez still on the DL with a back injury, but Cody Bellinger is filling in fine at first. Justin Bohr, an oblique injury. He was rumored to be uh, in trade, a potential trade to either the Yankees or the Red Sox, uh, but that uh, oblique strain uh, may have nixed that, and uh, uh, Tomas Tillis was promoted from AAA uh, for the corresponding move, but Tyler Moore uh, should be the main guy at first in Bohr's absence. Greg Bird for the Yankees continues, continues to be out, uh, ankle surgery for him, so he is nowhere near coming back. You never know. They might uh, shut him down uh, before too long. At second base, Starlin Castro, the Yankees, a hamstring injury, should be back in the next, um, well, hopefully in the next week or so. He's eligible to come off on August 1st. Uh, so it was a, a re-aggravation of the injury, uh, the hamstring injury that put him on the DL before the All-Star break. So uh, uh, we shall see where he, uh, uh, when he may come back. But um, when it's a re-aggravation, they definitely want to take it slow because they, uh, they want to make sure they get it right this time. Jason Kipnis of Cleveland starting his rehab assignment today in Columbus, AAA with the Clippers, and he is supposed to DH. So he may uh, uh, come back early next week. That is the idea. He'll play the weekend in Columbus, and then uh, they'll figure it out. Jan Harris Solarte, second baseman, third baseman for San Diego. Oblique injury for him continues to be out, uh, but should be back in early. He, he's getting some innings at shortstop in the minor leagues, uh, potentially because of, uh, uh, of a chance to, uh, uh, to play there. Uh, not quite sure why, because third, uh, third base is not really um, uh, held by any prospect in San Diego at this point. Corey Spangenberg is getting most of the starts at third at this point. Um, and at second base, you've had, uh, uh, I guess, uh, Carlos uh, Ashuaje at second base, and, uh, and maybe he's holding it down enough for Solarte to kind of shift over to short because they really don't have much of an answer at uh, short. Alan Cordova, who's a shortstop slash left fielder, Dusty Coleman, a career minor leaguer, they really don't have much of, much of uh, many options at short, so that might be why Solarte is getting some uh, innings there. And also, that might help you – from a versatility standpoint, too. Devin Travis looking to be out until September, maybe out for the rest of the season with a knee injury. 
uh, as he continues to be on the DL, but he is uh, trying to at least uh, start uh, the baseball activities that he can start in terms of the upper body anyway. Uh, third base, really everyone we've talked about have, have been already covered, Rivera and Solarte at shortstop. Trey Turner continues to be out mid-August looking to a, a possible return. Uh, he, um, uh, he is still in a brace, but the x-rays are showing that his wrist is healing. 35 stolen bases. If you're in rotisserie and he's, uh, he's on your team, you are hurting because he is uh, one of the best uh, speed merchants in baseball. Carlos Correa on the DL with a thumb injury. He will be out until September, missing six to eight weeks. He had thumb surgery. Uh, he was hurt on a, uh, on, uh, a swing. And, uh, of course, he's having a great season. But, you know, for Houston at this point, you just want to get him healthy for October. He's batting 320, 20 home runs, 67 RBIs in 84 games. And uh, hopefully he'll come back soon to the Houston Astros. Um, and that is uh, just about it for shortstops. So let's take a look in the outfield. And uh, George Springer, speaking of the Astros, on the DL with a quad injury. But this one does not look to be as severe. It's retroactive to last Tuesday, so he should be able to come back if he is going to miss the minimum by the end of next week. Uh, so uh, Derek Fisher and Jake Marisnik are going to play center field in his absence. And he is batting 310 with 27 homers and 66 RBIs. Uh, he has had a fantastic season this year. Uh, Byron Buxton, the Minnesota former number one pick, about to start a rehab assignment in Rochester with the Red Wings, AAA affiliate of the Twins. Uh, he has struggled. Buxton has struggled in his major league career, but uh, 218 batting average, 16 stolen bases, and uh, trying to get back to the Twins this year. He was uh, he's on the DL with hamstring injury, um, and uh, they need uh, they they prefer to have him. Uh, put in a rehab assignment. Aaron Hicks trying to come back from his oblique injury from the Yankees, coming close to a rehab stint for him. He's been out for, uh, for a while um, and uh, looking to come back hopefully uh, in, the, uh, in, in mid-August. That is the plan at this point. Uh, Yasmani Tomas for Arizona, groin injury for him, and uh, he was put on the 60-day DL uh, because they needed to make the roster move, but uh, it looks like he uh, will be uh, potentially back in August, but he will need a rehab assignment. He isn't uh, up to that point yet. Now that he's on the 60-day DL, he's eligible to return August 5th since he's missed time since early June. So he still has a little bit of time left, but even still, he's not uh, he's not rehabbing it quite yet, uh, or not not on a rehab assignment quite yet. Abasail Garcia from the White Sox, DL for him, ligament strain in his right thumb. He's having a good year, batting 303 with 13 homers and 54 RBIs. Um, but uh, he will be out, not sure how long, really no timetable for, uh, for his return, but it uh, doesn't look too severe. Dexter Fowler for the Cardinals, wrist injury, uh, wrist strain, that is the word, uh, and um, uh, he was put on the DL and uh, called up was Harrison Bader, who's a prospect in the Cardinals system. Uh, Fowler has uh, struggled a bit this year, but he, he is slugging 452. Uh, so that has been a good thing, but no no timetable for uh, for his return. Michael Taylor for the Nationals might be able to swing a bat by the end of the week. Uh, that is the plan, and um, they have uh, they have some issues in the outfield, but they're not going to rush him back. Obviously, he's eligible uh, he's eligible to come back, but uh, he may be back uh, in early to mid August. Uh, Stephen Stephen Piscotti 
uh, is out with a groin injury himself. He is starting a rehab assignment in Peoria uh, in, the, uh, in the Cardinals system. Uh, so he is looking to come back, but uh, should, you know, could be back in the next few days. Kevin Kiermeyer, hip injury. Uh, he is uh, uh, taking uh, rehab at bats in uh, Charlotte in A-ball. So uh, he may be uh, coming back uh, uh, relatively shortly. That's, uh, that's good for Tampa, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Gregory Polanco uh, for the Pirates. Hamstring injury, he is making an improvement, but uh, he says he doesn't need a rehab assignment, but who knows what the team will say. Uh, Jason Worth trying to come back from the toe injury. Uh, he is uh, hitting in a, a simulated game, so not sure if, um, uh, if he will need a rehab assignment. Probably will. No timetable yet on his return. And Lonnie Chisenhall, calf injury, taking batting practice. So uh, a couple of weeks away from returning from his calf injury. That is the, uh, that is the word there. Uh, okay, let's take a look at pitchers and their injuries. We have 20 minutes after the hour. Stay tuned for uh, hot pickups as well as uh, pitching notes and, and hitting notes. Uh, but quickly, we have um, Johnny Cueto on the DL with a, uh, with a finger injury. He will need a rehab outing before he comes back. He has been out since uh, July 14th, right around the All-Star break. So he, is, uh, um, he should be back. Next weekend, that is the uh, that is the plan. Um, at least that's the that's the hope. Anyway, um, uh, when they play at home against the Diamondbacks, uh, you also have uh, Chase Anderson on the DL with an oblique injury. Uh, he is ready to throw his bullpen. Uh, Brandon McCarthy finger injury for him as well. Uh, he was put on the DL after his uh, start on the uh, on the twentieth, where he only lasted four innings and allowed six runs on nine hits to the Braves. Uh, Jun Jin Ryu is coming back from the DL, so that will help. Um, and, uh, but uh, not sure when McCarthy comes back, if they're going to have room for him in the rotation, especially since he wasn't all that effective for the year. Uh, McCarthy uh, has uh, a 6-4 and four record with a 3.84 ERA and 16 starts, so his numbers have been good. I'm sure they'll find room for him if, if they can. Kendall Graveman, shoulder injury. Uh, he will make a rehab start today in Nashville, Triple A ball. Noah Syndergaard, with his lat injury, he is starting to throw. Uh, so uh, not sure uh, how much rehab he will need, but looks to come back at some point during the month of August. Uh, David Price on the DL with an elbow injury, looking to come back in September. That's the hope uh, that he will come back at some point before the season ends. And the way that it was, uh, the way that it was reported makes you think that it was, uh, uh, it, it's, a, it's a major uh, injury. Uh, of course, you know, with the Red Sox contending and Price a, a, big, a big money man, you want to make sure that he's right for the playoffs. But he's only had 11 starts this year. He's 5-3 with a 3.82 ERA and a 1.27 whip. Uh, the, the word is some inflammation, but the timetable makes you, uh, makes you wonder a little bit. Hector Santiago for Minnesota, back injury, should be back in mid-August. That is the plan. Uh, as he is uh, pitching in a rehab assignment for AAA Rochester and struggling. Uh, so that is not a good sign. Tyler Skaggs, an oblique injury. Uh, he is looking to return in uh, mid-August as he has another rehab start coming up for AAA Salt Lake in the Pacific Coast League. Uh, he's only had five starts this year, so, and he has not pitched in the majors since late April. It's been a long time for him. Steven Strasburg on the DL with an elbow issue. He will throw a simulated game. Nerve impingement in the elbow. 
Uh, he is available to come back August 4th, uh, and he is uh, going all out in the bullpen session. So if that doesn't go well, they can probably afford to keep him uh, uh, shelled for a little while longer as they have a commanding lead in the division. 20 starts for him. He's 10 and 3 with a 3.25 ERA and 141 strikeouts in 121 and two-thirds innings. Jarrell Cotton of the Oakland A's has a finger injury of his own, and he uh, he is tentatively uh, going to be on the mound next week, but not sure when, as they would have a home-and-home home, uh, against the uh, Giants, two games at home, two games on the road. Uh, Jake Odorizzi, back injury. Alex Meyer for the Angels, a shoulder injury. Daniel Norris, a groin injury, looking like early to mid-August returns for all of them. Adam Wainwright, a back issue for him. Uh, he may only miss one start. He has struggled this year. 4.89 ERA, 1.42 whip for Wainwright. Tyson Ross, after coming back, missing the first half of the season, he has a blister issue. He was put on the DL uh, for the uh, for the Rangers. Um, and uh, he had thoracic outlet syndrome, so it's been a long road back for him, But and he's not done well. Seven starts at 7.52 ERA. It's still owned in 20% of CBSSports.com leagues. I don't know how that happens. Edinson Volquez, a knee issue. Matt Shoemaker, forearm issue. Mid-August returns for them. Zach Wheeler on the DL again uh, with uh, a stress reaction in his right arm. Uh, 17 starts for him, a 5.21 ERA, a 1.59 whip. Um, looking like he will, uh, you know, they'll, they'll make sure he's right before he resumes baseball activity. So he's on the DL. Harvey's on the DL. Uh, no, no real update on his condition. Um, the latest was uh, potentially late August. That was the last we, uh, we had heard about, uh, about Harvey. Hoping to get on the mound at some point next week. He's throwing from flat ground. That was the latest uh, update, and that was about a week ago. Uh, Clayton Kershaw on the DL with a back injury, um, and he may miss uh, uh, some weeks, four to six weeks. He is cleared to play catch, um, and uh, he's had back issues before, but he only lasted two innings in a start against Atlanta on July 23rd, and he's been out since. So him and McCarthy both out. Uh, Ryu just coming back. So there's some ins and outs in the Dodgers rotation uh, as they're uh, – uh, try, trying to figure out what uh, what comes next. Aaron Sanchez, Scott Feldman uh, on the DL should be coming back in, in a week or so. Nishasi Iwakuma might be out longer. 60-day DL for him, shoulder injury. He's uh, eligible to come back August 20th, uh, but uh, not sure when he will return. He's only had six starts all year, and he has not pitched since May the 3rd. He is one of those candidates that might be shut down, especially if the, uh, if the Mariners fall any further out of the race. So that is a look at uh, starting pitcher injuries. Now relief pitching, and uh, really only a couple of items of note. Um, Kyle Baraclow on the DL with shoulder injury. If you're looking in the Ramos deal of somebody who's going to take over as the closer, Baraclow would have been one of those guys, but he, uh, he's out. He has a shoulder issue, impingement for him. Uh, so in terms of the guys who may take over for, uh, uh, for A.J. Ramos in the bullpen, Probably going to be Brad Ziegler, but he's also on the DL. Uh, Ziegler uh, would uh, would likely be the closer when he comes back, but he has a back issue. Um, he will be activated, though, today, so that's the point. So Ziegler will be the closer. Baraclow would be another candidate to close. Otherwise, you're looking at guys like Junichi Tozawa or uh, maybe uh, Charlon Garcia. I mean, there really isn't a lot of opportunities to close 
in the Miami bullpen, or at least uh, candidates to close. Uh, so that is a look at injuries. Let's, uh, let's look at hot pickups. And uh, we're getting towards the bottom of the hour. We can tell you next week, uh, next Saturday, 10 a.m. Eastern time, we'll be back with you right here on uh, the This Week in uh, Fantasy Sports segment of Sports with the Statman. We hope you can join us. You can listen to us on a variety of, uh, a variety of ways, variety of outlets. You can listen live on Blonde Talk Radio. Just go to blondetalkradio.com slash the-statman for, uh, uh, for the live feed. And you can also download the entire podcast from there. That's the 45-minute podcast, the 30-minute live feed you're listening to now, the 15-minute podcast-only version. You can also listen to the full podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, the Smart Radio app. Subscribe, rate us on, uh, on iTunes uh, so that uh, other people can find out about the show as well. And uh, also, you can uh, listen to the latest episodes. We post all of our audio on Facebook. You can go to facebook.com slash sports with the Statman. Uh, say hi. Like us on Facebook. Start the conversation and join the conversation there or on Twitter at GStatman. That's at G-S-T-A-T-M-A-N. And the website is statmansportsonline.com. We've still got plenty to go here on a, uh, on a Saturday morning in late July. We have our hot pickups for week 18, pitching notes, hitting notes, and the start of our 2017 fantasy football preview with a look at quarterbacks. So we hope you tune in for all of that good stuff. And uh, we're going to uh, move on to hot pickups. We'll give you uh, a couple of uh, hitting pickups and pitching pickups for you. With, uh, with the uh, trading deadline, of course, uh, things may change. But if you're looking at prospects getting a chance, um, Nick Williams in Philadelphia, available in medium-sized leagues. Paul DeJong with the Cardinals. I mean, we've been talking about him for a month. He's available in shallow leagues now uh, with shortstop eligibility, and he's a power hitter. Uh, Lewis Brinson, a uh, young prospect, getting a shot in Milwaukee. Uh, really not sure when uh, Ryan Braun will return, but uh, Brinson had a chance, was sent down. Now he's called back up. He batted 0.97 in his first uh, his, his first shot, and he was hitting 345 in AAA. Uh, so he's got a lot of ability. By the way, the live feed about to cut out. Thanks so much for listening live. Now onto the podcast only version. We've got 15 minutes left. And we'll go in rapid fire for you. But uh, looking at hot pickups and prospects, Lewis Brinson is a man that deserves your attention. Uh, he's an outfielder. He's got power. And Dominic Smith should be called up soon from the Mets. He's a guy who uh, will take over long-term for Lucas Duda, who was traded to Tampa earlier this week. And Smith uh, will get some playing time. He should get some playing time. If the Mets suddenly start to contend or get a little closer to contending, maybe you're not sure. But Smith, He's been tearing the cover off the ball in AAA Las Vegas, batting 337, slugging 524 with 15 homers and 68 RBIs. He projects to be an RBI man, maybe a, a guy who hits uh, home runs in the teens, but a 300 hitter and a good fielding first baseman. Uh, he had a hitting streak uh, of uh, uh, upwards of 20 games in the minors. So <clears throat> he's playing extremely well. Uh, and taking over in the meantime right now for at first could be Jay Bruce, could be Wilmer Flores. Those are guys who can play there while Smith is finishing up his AAA stint. Uh, but if you're looking at prospects, that's a good guy. Bradley Zimmer already getting, and by the way, Smith available in deep leagues. Bradley Zimmer available in medium-sized leagues. He's already getting the nod for the Indians at the major league level. Um, and those are some good guys. Harrison Bader in deep leagues. I don't think he's going to be up for long, but he's an outfielder who uh, is six for his first 15 in four games. 
so those those are good guys. And Ahmed Rosario, once they figure out, once the Mets figure out what to do with Azdrubal Cabrera, uh, Jose Reyes, is Reyes going to play at short or move over to third uh, or move over to second and have Neil Walker play third, Ahmed Rosario is going to get the call, and you get the feeling he's going to get the call shortly. And he's available in deep leagues at this point. So those are some prospect potential guys. Other guys, Whit Merrifield for Kansas City, available in, uh, in shallow leagues. He's hitting well. He had a two-home run game uh, earlier this week. And you don't expect to see that from Merrifield, but he has 11 home runs. He had that two-home run game against the White Sox uh, last Sunday. Batting 294 with 16 stolen bases as well. That's kind of what you expect from him. He's a middle infielder with some speed, but also he's got some pop. Uh, Tommy Pham available in shallow leagues, but other uh, medium league additions. Marcus Semyon of the A's, he's, and he's hitting. He hit a home run against the Mets last weekend. Three homers, 11 RBIs, batting 240 uh, with seven stolen bases so far. Uh, in, uh, and he returned uh, uh, recently from a long-term injury. Uh, also, Gerardo Parra for Colorado, available in medium-sized leagues. Uh, Jose Reyes for the Mets, available in medium-sized leagues, as he has some good eligibility at third and short. And he's batting 227. Uh, but situationally, uh, he has hit a lot better recently, uh, extremely, extremely well. He has nine home runs on the year, 13 stolen bases, and 38 runs batted in. Uh, deep league options, Hector Sanchez, catcher for the Padres with Austin Hedges out. Corey Spangenberg taking over at third, playing some second as well. He's hitting pretty well, 271 now, eight home runs, 31 RBIs for Spangenberg. Um, and he um, is and he gives you some positional versatility, also can play the outfield. So those are some options for the hitters. Among pitchers, uh, guys that you might want to, uh, to take a chance on, Alex Claudio is going to be the closer with Texas. Uh, Tyler Clifford is going to be the closer with the White Sox. So those are a couple of options there. Uh, Parker Bridwell, we mentioned him. He doesn't strike out a lot of guys, so you can expect some regression. Uh, Patrick Corbin, also in shallow leagues, Bridwell in deep leagues, Claudio and uh, uh, Claudio in, in uh, medium-sized leagues. Uh, Tyler Clifford, um, I'm not even seeing him on the list, so I think he's probably in deep leagues as well. Uh, also, Josh Tomlin in medium-sized leagues. Uh, he is, uh, uh, his full season numbers aren't very good, but he's had three straight wins and three starts, three quality starts. He has allowed seven earned runs in a total of 20 and a third innings. Uh, so that, uh, uh, that's, a, that's a pretty good number. It's an ERA slightly over three. Uh, also, also Seth Lugo in medium-sized leagues, Luke Weaver in deep leagues, especially prospect leagues. Uh, Jaime Garcia traded to Minnesota. He's available in medium-sized leagues. Uh, his fantasy impact uh, really uh, unchanged, I would say, maybe, maybe because uh, he's pitching to uh, American League hitters and they haven't seen him as much. Um, but in his debut, he did get the win, even though he allowed three runs on eight hits and six and two-thirds innings in Oakland. So I would say his, his fantasy value is probably uh, about the same as it was uh, before. Um, another uh, deep league option, Paul Blackburn of the A's. He's a two-star pitcher that's starting under, in under 50% of CBSSports.com leagues that I think you should give a shot to. He doesn't strike out a ton of guys either. 12 strikeouts in 32 innings. But no runs on two hits last time up in Toronto in a no decision. Uh, and uh, his ERA is a 2.25 in five starts, totaling 32 innings. So it might be worth a shot for you. Uh, so those are uh, some hot pickup options. 
Let's take a look at those two star pitchers in, in week 18. A couple of guys starting at 50% of CBSSports.com leagues that I think you might want to sit. How about Jeff Samarja? He's struggled lately for the Giants. The Giants have been an awful season. He struck out 19 in his last 17 in the third innings, uh, but his ERA is at 6.75 over that same span. Goes up against Sean Manea in Oakland, and Oakland can hit. And Patrick Corbin at home against the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks are having a very good season. Also, and he's starting at 57% of CBSSports.com leagues, uh, the Shark is. Jose Barrios starting at 64%. And, he, you know, he started off uh, poorly last year. He's come on uh, this year, has pitched great. Um, but, you know, he's going to have some growing pains. He has a 377 ERA and 9 4 record in 14, uh, 14 starts. His last start wasn't too good, but it was against the Dodgers. You understand that. He had a tough start against Houston. Uh, just before the uh, before the All Star break, where um, he was listed early, so uh, really going up uh, against uh, a couple of teams that he can handle, but I think he might uh, you might want to have him on the bench and, and work it out. He's in San Diego against Julius Chassin, and then at home against Yu Darvish and the Texas Rangers. Barrios is 5.11 ERA in his last 12 and a third innings. Guys under 50% who you may want to start. How about Patrick Corbin? We talked about him. He's got two road starts at Wrigley against Jake Arrieta Tuesday night and then in San Francisco to take on Jeff Samarja on Sunday. 2-0, 2-4-5 ERA in his last three starts, 17 strikeouts for the lefty in his last 18 and a third innings. And finally, Paul Blackburn of the A's going up against Bumgarner and the Giants on Monday and then Jesse Chavez uh, and the Angels on Saturday. 3.44 ERA in his last three times out. Uh, 18 and a third innings and an 0-1 record and starting in only 11% of CBSSports.com leagues. I think it's worth giving him a chance. All right, let's take a look quickly in fantasy focus this week of trades and where we think, uh, you know, in terms of the value of the players. Um, let's, uh, the, the first real big trade of the trading season was Jose Quintana going to the Cubs uh, from the White Sox, a crosstown deal for uh, prospects, the biggest among them, Eloy Jimenez, of the uh, uh, formerly the Cubs, now the White Sox. I think that's good for him. That'll get him to the majors quicker because the Cubs are loaded. And for Quintana, that's a huge plus because now, you get, now you're in a pennant race and uh, they need starting pitching. They have Wade Davis at the end of the bullpen and they have the hitters to make it stand up. So Jose Quintana uh, definitely gets a boost uh, from that trade. Uh, the Nationals and A's make a deal. Ryan Matson, Sean Doolittle go over to Washington from Oakland for uh, three guys, including Blake Trinan from the Major League Club. Uh, with, uh, with, with the A's, uh, Doolittle was closing, so he, he should get that uh, uh, closer spot with the Nationals, so he stands to make the most out of, uh, out of this deal. Madsen uh, is one of the guys in the bullpen that could be counted on. Blake Trinan also probably a positive with him. He was part of a three-headed monster in Washington and, and really ended up being the odd man out. Uh, with Coda Glover getting getting hurt. So, uh, really, the Nationals' bullpen was a mess. So, trying to get a fresh start and a chance maybe in Oakland to uh, to close some games. Uh, J.D. Martinez going to Arizona could be one of the biggest moves uh, of the season with Martinez, you know, hitting well in Detroit. But in Arizona, he's hit well, picked up right where he left off, and Arizona's a launching pad. So, that could be huge for J.D. Martinez. The Yankees getting Todd Frazier for third base. You know, that hurts Chase Headley. Um, they also get David Robertson, uh, which, uh, you know, he's going to be a useful guy in the bullpen, but it will hurt his fantasy value because he's not going to be closing games. Chapman's closing, Batances, 
and Robertson will be setting him up. Tommy Can, uh, Canley will be uh, just an extra bullpen arm. But Tyler Clifford going to the White Sox, he is helped out as well because Clifford uh, needed to get out of there. He was not pitching well in New York. And with the White Sox, he, will, he should get a chance to close. Uh, Frazier, you know, his value is probably just in a better lineup and contending. He's frozen jersey, so that might give an extra boost. So pluses for Frazier and Clifford minus for Robertson. And David Phelps going to the Mariners, really no no big deal there as Edwin Diaz is looking to close in Seattle. Um, other other uh, ones in terms of uh, anything with a, with a fantasy uh, bent, Eduardo Nunez to the Red Sox. Uh, that will help the Red Sox. It gives them someone who is versatile, someone who has some speed. That helps you, especially you know you have guys like uh, Bradley. You have uh, um, you have some you have some fast players uh, involved. So uh, I like that move. That that kind of gives them another another guy. And in fact, Nunez probably will do more for the Red Sox than Frazier would, uh, in my opinion, just because uh, of that speed element that he can that he can bring and the versatility too. Frazier's an all-or-nothing home run guy. And the problem with those guys is when they don't hit home runs, they look really, really bad. Pat Neshek going to Colorado, that will hurt his value. He's a uh, sinker baller, and the ball doesn't sink as much in a rarefied air. So uh, Colorado trying to, uh, you know, trying to get uh, players ready for a stretch run. And uh, I don't know, I, I wouldn't have gone for Neshek. Uh, Lucas Duda to Tampa, that should help. You know, he can hit the ball a long way, and he's going to get a chance to uh, play some games at Yankee Stadium as well uh, in the American League East, maybe take advantage of that short porch. Erasmo Ramirez to, uh, to Seattle for Steve Ciszek. Ramirez will go into the starting rotation because Seattle's starting rotation is ravaged. Uh, that should be a plus for him. That's a pitcher's ballpark. Uh, A.J. Ramos to the Mets. Uh, I think his value will be about the same, if not a little more, because I don't think Addison Reed's going to be too long for the Mets. Jeremy Hellickson to the Orioles. Um, really, I, I don't see that being much of a much of a deal. Hyunsoo Kim going to the Phillies, a left fielder. Uh, uh, he's going to be uh, calling for time with Nick Williams, with the Aaron Alt there. Uh, so uh, that, those are the trades so far. Let's uh, let's look at um, um, at our hitting notes here, as we uh, we only have a couple of uh, minutes left, unfortunately. So we have uh, we have to. And keep things uh, keep things moving, um, but we will uh, we will take a look at a couple of uh, hitting um, uh, hitting schedules that are will benefit you. How about the Red Sox? Three at home against Cleveland, four at home against the White Sox, uh, especially late in the week. That will definitely uh, be a, be a help. Uh, also, the Phillies they go to the Angels for three, and then they go to Colorado for three more. So the Phillies should get uh, should get some uh, attempts there. Cardinals only have six games, but they have three in Milwaukee and three in Cincinnati. That will also help. Uh, tough schedules. Arizona, three at Wrigley, three in San Francisco. That will not be very good. Pittsburgh has three games at home against the Reds and three games at home against the Padres, who are pitching a little better than you would expect. Um, and let's, uh, let's give you another, another tough one. How about Cleveland? Three in, uh, at Fenway and four at home against the Yankees. Those are some of the schedules coming up. Uh, and we don't really have time for our uh, our fantasy football uh, uh, preview, uh, start to the preview. We're going to look at quarterbacks, and let me just uh, whet your appetite a little bit just to uh, give you our, our rankings, and we'll explain them a little more 
uh, next week when we talk about running backs as well. Uh, my top five, Aaron Rodgers is the consensus number one. Matt Ryan slips into the number two spot, even though in terms of weighted fantasy points, he's, uh, uh, by my count, only 14th among quarterbacks. At number three, I have Tom Brady. Four, Cam Newton coming back off an injury last year. He was hampered a lot last year. At number five, Drew Brees, who's still a very, very good quarterback. The back half of my top, Andrew Luck, Kirk Cousins. You've uh, heard about his uh, uh, you know, contract uh, disputes all offseason. Russell Wilson at number eight, Philip Rivers at number nine, and Matthew Stafford closing out the top ten. I have Eli Manning at number 11 uh, just because I, I with Brandon uh, Marshall uh, joining Odell Beckham, he's going to have a great many weapons to, to work with. Dak Prescott at number 12, Carson Wentz of the Eagles at number 13. I have Ben Roethlisberger at number 14, Derek Carr at number 15, and uh, th- those are those are my uh, my top guys. Coming back after that, you're looking at uh, uh, Carson Palmer at 16, Blake Bortles at 17, Jameis Winston. I have him at uh, at 18. Uh, and uh, uh, after that, I have uh, Andy Dalton at 19, thanks to AJ Green. And uh, finally, uh, I have Alex, or actually, I'm sorry, Marcus Mariota at number 20. Uh, so I, I think his, his injuries might uh, catch up with him. He's had some leg injuries recently. So that is going to do it here from Northern New Jersey. I'm George Stoklis, the stat man. Join us next time. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.